Hi, my name is Pete Scazzaro. I want to welcome you today to the Emotionally Healthy Leader Podcast. And today's title is Surrender to Jesus' Birth in and Through You. That is Surrender to Jesus' Birth in and Through You uh, this Christmas season. So we're going to do something highly unusual today, and I'm going to lead you through a daily office. Now, the daily office is an ancient spiritual practice that uh, goes back to people like David in Psalm 119, where he writes, seven times a day do I praise thee. Uh, Daniel in Daniel 6, where we observe him praying three times a day. We see this as well in ancient Judaism in Jesus' day, where they prayed morning, midday, and evening prayers, and then picked up by the Desert Fathers uh, in the second, third, and fourth centuries, and then really through the monastic movements through the last 2,000 years. And it's a very rich, powerful spiritual practice that we've sought to recover uh, and bring back to the larger church uh, today. And the daily office is really about creating a rhythm in our days, uh, hopefully morning, uh, midday, perhaps evening, to stop and be with Jesus, uh, commune with Jesus, so that when we're active, uh, the rest of the day we are abiding in him, remaining in him, remembering him, praying always, as Paul wrote. Uh, and again, the focus of a daily office is, is communion, being with Jesus, not to get something from him, which was much of how many of us were taught about you know, getting quiet time and interceding and learning uh, scripture, which is all important. Uh, but the focus of the office is, a, is communion. And silence and stillness is a core component of it. That's why I wanted to do this today uh, in this season where there's so much stress and anxiety. It's just so easy to get disconnected from ourselves and we start living out of a false self, not out of the unique persons that God has made us to be. So many of us were trained to do devotionals. That is, the emphasis is more on content, uh, thinking, the mind, and uh, and you know we'll read scripture and, and uh, read something devotional, and then we might ponder it in silence. Uh, uh, the emphasis of the office is, is the emphasis is silence and stillness. And then there's scripture uh, as well, but without the silence and getting rid of the noise, it's difficult to hear what God is saying. And uh, I, I would like to contrast it this way, that uh, for most of us, we were more focused on content uh, and then maybe some silence, perhaps, versus this says, no, I've got to create an environment of silence and stillness out of which then content. Uh, am I splitting hairs? No, because all of it leads to communion with God. The point is we just don't do silence and stillness very much uh, in our day. And uh, it's simply for listening for more content versus resting in the arms of the love of God. And just silence and stillness just is so powerful to strip away our egos, dissolve the masks that we wear, uh, learning to rest, to letting go of control and getting off the throne of manipulating and running the world so it conforms to our wishes, uh, and basically receiving his love apart from our works. So again, you can download a, a, a free daily office prayer guide to get you started with some, kind of some samples you can use on your own. Uh, just go to emotionallyhealthy.org slash daily office. That's emotionallyhealthy.org daily office. It's free. It'll help get you started. But for now, I want to lead you into an office. Uh, and we're going to begin with a minute of silence. Uh, and then uh, 
uh, there'll be a scripture reading, and then I'm going to share some devotional thoughts uh, out of that, uh, and then we'll close again with a minute of silence. Now, I know uh, this is going to be new for many of you, and especially new doing it on a podcast, take a whole minute uh, of silence. So please don't skip ahead. But if you're driving or you're walking, please don't close your eyes, all right, obviously. Uh, uh, but actually enjoy that this minute of silence before the Lord uh, and uh, as I lead you into this, okay? So the Lord is in his holy temple, let all the earth be silent before him, Habakkuk 2.20. So take a nice, deep breath, you know, breathing in the love and the spirit of God to fill you, and then breathing out all the anxiety that you're carrying. Taking a couple deep breaths, and let's begin. Our scripture today is from Romans 11, 33 to 36, and it reads as follows. Oh, the depth of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable his judgments and his paths beyond tracing out. Who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been his counselor? Who has ever given to God that God should repay him? For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be glory forever. Amen. So Paul is writing here, chapter 11, after, after just pondering the, the in wonder and adoration, the, the mystery of God's ways of saving Israel and his work of salvation through human history. And he's just in total awe. He writes, Oh, the depth of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God. This word riches, the depth of the incredible uh, patience and kindness and tolerance of God. Um, And then uh, its profundity, its its immensity of it, its its infinite resources and abundance of riches of God. It goes, of the wisdom and knowledge of God. And, uh, you know, this this wisdom of God is, is... that informs all of what God does and his loving concern for the world. And then he writes how unsearchable his judgments. Uh, and by judgments, he's referring to what God thinks and what he decides, you know, and how unsearchable, how unfathomable is what God's thinking and deciding and his paths beyond tracing out. And by path, he's referring to what God uh, says and where he goes. Uh, he goes, we can't even trace it out. He goes, from our vantage point from below, we have no vantage point from which we can look down from like what God is doing, these 
his ways he's thinking and deciding and where he's going and what he's doing. It's just from our earthly vantage point, Paul saying, it's just unfathomable. It's just unsearchable. And he goes, who's known the mind of the Lord? Who's been his counselor? And 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 when Paul recognizes, for from him, from God, he's the creator of it all, and through him, he sustains it all. And then to him, he's the he's the ruler of it all. He's the goal of all of history, are all things. And in other words, in our finiteness, how could we ever imagine that we can penetrate into God's mind, what he's thinking and what he's doing? And it's just so absurd that we think about we can give him advice. And Paul's overwhelmed just thinking about it. I, I love it. You know, it says it, you know, in Colossians 1, he's before all things, and, and in him all things hold together. In him we live and move and have our being, as it says in Acts 17, you know, Paul's giving that great speech in in, uh, in Athens. And I've been doing a lot of reading and watching and studying on cosmology and the vastness of our universe. I mean, the observable universe is 93 billion light years across. I don't know if that means much to you, but if you look at pictures from the Hubble or the, you know NASA's uh, websites and other places – you know, it just it gives you such a sense of this vast universe, and the Earth is this tiny little ball floating in it. And you know, we use we use light years to describe distances, and uh, one light year is about six trillion miles. That's that's six with twelve zeros behind it. And so, for example, the uh, the nearest the the Sun, which is our closest star, is about ninety three million miles away. And it takes the sun's light 8.3 minutes to even reach us. That means that when we see the sun, we're seeing it as it was 8.3 minutes ago. In fact, the nearest star to us is about 4.3 light years away. So when we see the star at night, we're actually seeing it as it was 4.3 years ago. And then the nearest galaxy is called the Andromeda galaxy. That's 2.5 million light years away. Uh, That means when we see that galaxy... We're seeing it as, as it was 2.5 million years in the past, and the universe fill, is filled with billions and billions of galaxies further than that. All that is is meant to blow your mind, and and, and just and it's what Paul's writing about here. And you know who has known the mind of the Lord? You know his paths are beyond tracing out, and 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 yet this God of the universe, who fills it with His presence, has visited our planet in the person of Jesus of Nazareth. And he has lived uh, a perfect life on our behalf. He has died and been crucified on behalf of the sins of the humanity. God came in the flesh in Jesus. He's resurrected. and He's been exalted to the right hand of the Father. That's the wonder of the gospel, the, the, the greatest event in human history. And so when Mary says in Luke 138, when the angel appears to her, Gabriel, she goes, I'm the Lord's servant May it be to me as you have said, or I'm the Lord's slave, literally, is the word in Greek, doulos. May it be to me as you've said. Um, she designates herself as a, you know, this total allegiance, a total ownership, total authority. And um, she, she surrenders her will uh, so that Jesus literally might be birthed in and through her. Uh, it's interesting because Paul also refers to himself as a slave. He goes in Romans 1.1, 1, 1, Paul, a slave of Jesus Christ. That's the word in Greek, called to be an apostle and set apart for the gospel of God. And that word slave was a, was a term of abhorrence. 
in the first century, but Paul designates himself as a slave of Jesus and uh, total allegiance, total ownership, total authority to, to Jesus. And I, and I love that. And I want you to ponder as we think about Romans 11, uh, Mary and Luke chapter 1, uh, Meister Eckhart in the late 1200s, early 1300s, brilliant Dominican scholar, one of his greatest insights was that uh, God births new things in and through us. Jesus was not simply a moment in human history where God came in the flesh in the person of Jesus to be birthed in the incarnation. But as we uh, empty ourselves of our self-will and our attachments to earthly created things, Jesus is birthed in and through us as well. Uh, So the, the birth of Jesus in history is the greatest event in human history, of course, but it is God's will that he be birthed in us as well. And Mary is a model of that for us as because she had a lot to be afraid of, her reputation, uh, she was planning to be married to Joseph, her entire life was taken in a new direction, whatever dreams she might have had for that, her financial security, her future. But she says, I'm the Lord's slave or servant. May it be to me as you've said. She got this incredible sense of the vastness of the love of God that fills the universe. And she surrenders her will uh, totally. And Eckhart's insight about detachment is that the way that we enter into loving union with God and share in his life is by letting go of our attachments, uh, losing our lives that we might find them. We are emptied so that Jesus can be birthed in and through ourselves. And when he uses the word detachment, that's his core that means to follow Jesus. That's not a cold word. It's it's a loving detachment so I can be in, in loving union with God who's the goal of my existence. Uh, the problem with most of us as we approach life is I want the world to unfold in front of me in a certain way. Uh, and for me to feel good about today, it's got to unfold in a certain way. And so I resist anything that I perceive as negative and I cling to that which I, I like. And so even my spiritual practices become, I want to make sure I get what I want, and I want to make sure I don't get what I don't want. And this clinging and this resisting uh, is what we need to let go of. And and so I I have a my my inv- the invitation of God is to surrender, uh, letting go like Mary does there, so that Jesus might be birthed in and through me. Because as Eckhart says so well, that following Jesus is to be empty of all created things, so that I can be filled with God. But he writes, but to be filled with creative things is to be empty of God. And it's, 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 de- it's people who are undetached, who are full of self-will. And so the invitation for you and for me today um, is to lose our lives. As Jesus said, whoever finds their life will lose it. And whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. And so the invitation today is to abide in openness to whatever is unfolding in your life, trusting that God wants to birth something in and through you today. And so it's an invitation to remain open to whatever's happening around you. And right now we are uh, still in the midst of the COVID pandemic. There's actually a new variant that is sweeping across, uh, at least where I'm living here in New York uh, City here. Uh, and the world seems so um, apparently chaotic, filled with anxiety. History is going through great changes around us as we're living in these moments. And wow. 
And so the Lord invites us to take a deep breath, bite our palms open before the Lord, knowing that God's love and sovereignty fills the universe. And so we surrender our hearts, we surrender our wills to him and his love. And again, I owe the depth of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable his judgments and his paths beyond tracing out. And so you can rest today, I can rest today in his love. And so what I want to do now is I'm going to lead us once again into another minute of silence and stillness before the Lord. And so I want to invite you to take a nice deep breath again before him, uh, breathing in and breathing out, again, your palms up towards heaven. And if possible, close your eyes. Uh, and if not, it's fine. Uh, let's be still in his presence. That's what makes silence so uniquely, beautifully Christian. We are silent and still in his presence before him. Let's begin. Thank you, everybody. Well done. Uh, again, let me invite you uh, to download a daily office prayer guide to help perhaps get you started uh, to integrate silence and stillness and pausing to be with God two, three times a day. Just go to emotionallyhealthy.org slash daily office. That's emotionallyhealthy.org slash daily office. And so may the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face shine on you. May God's love flood you and enlarge your soul, that you might be a gift to all those around you, and that Jesus may flow in you and through you this day. God bless everybody. 